Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. p.m. nonstop news feed. This is the Mark Aram Show with you till 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on WSB Radio. Um, Low-T, Chuck, I'm going to start with you because you're, you've are you got a wife and a child, and I can only imagine the amount of mail you get at your house because I, I live with my girlfriend, but the, the amount of mail I get, stuff I'm not looking for, is inordinate. Like, every day I'm getting just stuff. Do you have a mail problem at your house? It's not maybe a problem, but yeah, every day there's I, maybe once a week I get something I was looking for yeah. or need or whatever. Most of the time, I'm, I don't know where this stuff come from. It's just Did, does your mail pile? And I've got it in the front. I've got like a mail basket mm-hmm. where I put mail in the in the front of my house, um, and it, it like fills up in like two days. Do, do you have a mail problem at home, David? Mm. Not really. M A I L, by the way, not M A L. A mail uh, problem. I mean, we get your standard junk mail, but yeah. that's about it. Nothing too crazy. Nothing, I'm like swamped in it. So the only thing, the reason I bring this up, the only thing that I like getting in the mail are my magazines. Yeah. I'm still a guy that gets magazines. Me so, too. and it's, I mean, they're not the. I'm not going to brag. You know, I don't get like. It's not pottery. <laughs> really, it's not pottery barn. Is yeah. It? No, no. <laughs> but like, I get Baseball America. Which I love. Uh, I get this baseball card collecting magazine, which I love. Of course you do. And I get. Uh, I have. I was actually want the Economist. I get the Economist. Really? Which I like a lot. I actually get a lot of show ideas from the Economist. Okay. And from you, Deb Green. Uh, <laughs> but, but the reason I'm bringing that up is Sports Illustrated. When I was a kid, one of the greatest gifts my parents ever got me was a subscription to Sports Illustrated. Did you get the football phone too? I got no, I got some <laughs> other piece of tchotchke junk, but it wasn't the football phone. It was something like that though. Okay. Like if you sign up, you get yeah. like whatever like an alarm clock with your favorite NFL team or something. Okay. But I remember like and that really not that I was a bad student, but getting Sports Illustrated and and reading it cover to cover as soon as it came in really I think helped me Learn to read and and you know sure. enjoy the, something you liked exactly. Um, and then I I kept it up until college, and then I didn't get it in college. And then I would get some in the station here in Atlanta. WSB would get the, but that stopped. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is Sports Illustrated was sold uh, the other day for 110 million dollars. That's it. That seems kind of low, right? Yeah, that seems really well, low. Yeah. But it does because I'm sure at one point, I mean, Sports Illustrated was. A monster in the yeah. industry, like it was the uh, preeminent sports magazine, and it still might be for all I know. But no one's getting magazines anymore. Like that industry, we talk about radio struggling. How are we going to survive? TV struggling. You know, it's a changing world. Magazines. Do you just subscribe to any magazines, Chuck? No, currently? I haven't. I haven't subscribed to a magazine in probably fifteen years. Does your wife? No. No. So you get no magazines at your no. house. She'll pick one up at the grocery store when she's going through the line. Yeah. If there's something she sees and she wants to read, 
but it's very specific to that magazine or that you know man, whatever's on. Sexiest yeah. man in the world. Yeah, People something. Magazine, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like anything that's got Vin Diesel on it, she'll grab that. Vin oh. Really, Vin oh, Diesel. She's got such a lady Ew. crush on. I know. Interesting. That's yeah. uh, all right. Um, what about you, Deb? Do you, oh yeah, I get magazines. What I do get, you like? Rock and roll. Of course, kind of stuff? Rolling Stone. I used to get Spin, but not anymore. Entertainment Weekly. I get my husband the soccer magazine from the UK. Nice. And some other gaming thing that he reads too. But all right, so Rolling Stone. Oh yeah. Another monster in the industry. They've got to be struggling. They just sold to a new company as well. They reformatted the whole thing. It's actually yeah. a lot better than it used to be. Is it? Yeah. That's good. Because but I'll I'm digest a- that in like a day. I mean, it, I get it. I read it. Yeah, because that was the Bible of the music industry was yeah. Rolling Stone, much as Sports Illustrated was the Bible of of sports. I mean, it was, uh, you know, there were so many things that I loved about Sports Illustrated, the, the faces in the crowd. The that swimsuit issue. The, uh, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But uh, thirteen. But do you remember Faces in the Crowd? Yes, I love that. So Faces in the Crowd, Deb, in case you weren't familiar, they would do four little stories. They'd, there'd be four little pictures and four little paragraphs under each picture. And it, these were like sports stars that you've never heard of. Like, oh, okay. Like Charlie Thomas ran a 4.4 uh, 40-yard dash to win the Montana blah, blah, blah at, at it was Whitefish. It was and it was like highlight, be like Steve Winslow rolled a three hundred uh, <laughs> okay. to win. You know, it was like college stars and like anything. Yeah, like um, uh, Edgar Tragett's ninety three years old uh, won his Curling. division. <laughs> yeah, like it was. So I would read that first, and then I would go back and read the back column. Sometimes it was it was Rick Riley. Rick recently. Riley was on there forever. Yeah, but, and, but like Sports Illustrated was such a big part of my life, and. Man, I don't know when the last time I got a Sports Illustrated was. Yeah, when, when I started to be able to consume everything online, if it wasn't online anymore, oh, sure. I just stopped. That's why I said I haven't yeah. bought a magazine or even uh, like subscribed to one in probably 15 years or more. But the ones I get now, like I'll still read. The problem is uh, it takes a while. Um, so like Baseball America, it's a monthly publication. Mm-hmm. I, I still haven't read the May uh, or the the March issue, mm-hmm. you know, I like stack them up, and I'm like, all right, I'll take them to the bathroom now, and I'll read it. So it's there's no urgency. Sport when I got Sports Illustrated back in the day, as soon as it popped up in the uh, mailbox, like I went straight to my room and read that uh, because it's it's you you think now it's printed. Well, there's nothing urgent in there. I need to know it's le- it's leisure reading, I guess. Yeah, and one of the things I noticed about the magazines uh, when I stopped was the inordinate amount of ad material that you had oh, to get through yeah. to get to content. Like the old old SIs, it was just all content. Like every page was yeah. different content. And it was so in it but now, man, I gotta go through forty pages yeah. before yeah. I can find that one article I want to read. And it just was like, eh. I remember so I again but and I hope my parents are listening because that was a really good gift. I Oh yeah. I mm-hmm. loved that. Of all the gifts they've given me over the years, um that that really was and it what was it like a dollar a week. Uh, You're going to get a new subscription this yeah, winter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but the the cool part was I would save them all, and you know if there was a, a New York Yankee on the cover, I would hang that up on my I wall. I had all, I had those. So it's so funny. So my parents are you know kind of trying to clear out the clutter of their house and, and downsize to a new house, and my mom over Christmas was like, "You've got these two boxes of Sports Illustrated. What do you want me to do with them?" And I'm like, zero sentimental value because I know they're not worth anything. And I was like, I'm like, just get rid of them. But my brother uh, went and picked ones that he wanted. 
Because I think he was jealous because as a younger kid, like oh, he didn't get he it. didn't get this. I, he had to wait till I finished reading this. <laughs> right. And then give it to him. It. Yeah. So he picked a bunch up. But here's the deal. So one hundred ten million dollars, which is very low. But the, like the, the bulk of the value of Sports Illustrated isn't even in the magazine, guys. It's the intellectual property. So Sports Illustrated has been around since early 1950, I believe. Um, and the first like the first early editions are, are valuable. But the ones I collected in like the early 90s are not very valuable. But there's two million images oh, sure. in their oh, library. Okay. Right. That That's where the value is. So it's not even like like the brand is valuable, but more the most p- valuable part of Sports Illustrated is these these images, these illustrations, these pictures that they've collected over the last sixty years. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna keep it. It's gonna keep running. Sports Illustrated will still be a thing. Um, it's just uh, you know the end of an era, if you will. Uh, let's hope the Mark Aram show never goes the way of magazines. Uh, we'll come right back on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram show. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. Talking about uh, magazines, of all things. Uh, we're going to talk about typewriters tomorrow. <laughs> things that are going away. Do you, when, I do, when I do buy magazines, Deb? When you fly? Uh, at the airport. Yep. I will buy five magazines at an airport. Never bought one at an airport. I really? do. I'll read on the, on the plane. Are you like yeah. putty on the plane? You just yes. sit there and stare at the seat in front of me? Literally you know? will stare at the yeah. seat in front of me. I'll, I'll tip my head back and I'll close my eyes. Maybe I'll put my headphones from my phone yeah. on. But no, I don't read I, I need in to, the plane. Well, the thing is, though, with Delta now, on most Delta flights I take, there's always video options. Yeah, yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. so I'll buy, buy magazines and not read them. Like, oh, <laughs> I can watch a movie. Um, but that's that's when I buy the bulk of my magazines. I'll be like, oh, let me get Time. I haven't read Time in a while. National Ge- uh, when National I went to New York is great. last week, I bought National Geographic. Great, And I read it, though. It was a great yeah. uh, article on Leo- uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Really? Oh, like what? I read that online. Yeah. yeah, it is good. What a an amazing dude that guy was. I feel like a failure every time I look at his Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable <laughs> what that guy, I mean, he was just an expert in everything. And like his, uh, not to bring this to Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci uh, uh, story, but like things that he did in the 1500s, I think it was? 1400? 1400, yeah. 1400, the 15th century, mm-hmm. uh, mathematically. Still being used today, sure, like, like there the there were people, there were mathematicians, like professional mathematicians, that discovered something new when they went back and looked at his old works. They're like, oh, I, did, you know, it's crazy, and that that was like the third thing he was good at. Like he was better at <laughs> after painting, painting. music, yeah. sculptures. Scul- yeah. I mean, inventing the helicopter, like it, in fifteen hundred, <clears throat> the tank. He invented the helicopter in fifteen hundred. What? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. See? There was a, an exhibit here not too long ago that I went to. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Really yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, Matt, I, I still like I, I've got a soft spot in my heart for magazines. Um, I hope they, they are still around. But who buys them, right? I mean, the, the, apparently the, people in the airports. Yeah. And my wife in the checkout line, and that's it. That's <laughs> mostly what keeping them in business. There used to be a thing where. Uh, like for fundraisers for schools, it was like oh magazine oh, sales, like yeah. highlights, exactly. <laughs> highlights was great. From the dentist yes. office, yes. yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Like you could get you know get uh, ten magazines for a buck for whatever. Uh, kind of you remember at Office Space, yeah. yeah. Guys going around pretending to be special, selling door <laughs> yeah. magazines. Did you door guys to door? ever? Uh, did you ever do that in college? No. So, so 
There was a scam in our college about selling magazines, and they used to send very attractive women around the dorms to con people into getting these magazine subscriptions. And my brother tells a story about getting conned. He's like, I couldn't. She was so hot. I just I couldn't say no. <laughs> and he wrote this ridiculously large check for all of these magazines yeah. that she conned him into. I was like, what did you do? He goes, I immediately called the bank and canceled the check. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, and I never answered my dorm room door for like the rest of the semester. Yeah, but I, it was a big scam. They kept getting kicked out of dorms. They just go to the next one. I, I wish I'd sold magazines in college. I sold uh, Avon makeup. That's all right. Yeah. Sure. That was that was a moneymaker for me, though. All right. Uh, when we come back after news weather and tra- traffic, Johnny Kilbasa will join us with the fast food review on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. And you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. Uh, let's do a fast food review. I'm starving. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the fast food review. Joining us live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight we do not want to know. Johnny Kibasa and the ever so popular fast food review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram, and I'm sounding like I'm on the best phone line in America where I'm always wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese, and I aim to please, Big Daddy. What's on the menu tonight, my friend? As previously reported on the fast food review on the Mark Aram show, Mark, we talked about McDonald's going worldwide and branching out their menu by bringing in something from the international menu, and that's coming up, Mark. They've got the Stroop Waffle McFlurry from the Netherlands. They've got the Grand Extreme Bacon Burger from Spain. They got the Tomato Mozzarella Chicken Sandwich from Canada. They got the Cheesy Bacon Fries from Australia, and it's out now, baby. And in celebration of that, one of the things they're going to do is they're going to accept foreign currency from customers on Thursday from 2 to 5 p.m. local time, Mark. So go into that coffee can where you stuck those euros or stuck those Netherlands francs or French francs or whatever you got them. Go in there and take them down to the local McDonald's from 2 to 5 and see if they'll accept them or exchange them or whatever they're going to do, Mark. So there you go. The Worldwide Favorites menu you out now go out and get them and punch your passport today everybody johnny we appreciate you as always and if the cholesterol is high baby so am i follow me on twitter and instagram and listen to the sausage hut podcast on any pod app or johnnykielbasa.com all things kielbasa available online at johnnykielbasa.com appreciate you bruh anytime bruh all right speaking of food guys I've, I've got such a soft spot in my heart for Golden Corral. I've, been, <laughs> I've only been there four times in my life, but they run their commercials during Braves games, and they've got these. Uh, they've got, got two all-you-can-eat rib offerings right now. Oh, okay. man. And it's like the commercials, whoever's doing their marketing, they deserve a raise because I sit there and go, like, Golden Corral's the happiping place on earth. It like, is. look at all the people smiling. And they're mock the, the guys are eating ribs. They're mocking someone going to get a salad. They're like, who's got a salad? It's all you can eat ribs. I'm like, that's my home. That's my home. I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, they've tapped into to my inner id. I need to. I, I need to go. I, I do. I need to go more often. The problem is scheduling wise. It's. I mean, it's it's tough. And you know, Maya's not. She said she'd go with me. No, you should have. Yeah, once that would be <laughs> yep. it. Yeah. Man, I don't, we should do a live. I mean, as much as I talk about Golden Corral, and I've only been there. I'm 45 years old. I've only been to Golden Corral for four four times in my entire life. I think we should uh, do a remote there. You want to do a remote live from the broadcast. Golden Corral? Yeah. <laughs> from the buffet I think that'd be line. fun. Yeah, well, as long as they don't get shut down like Chewy's. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I, might be, I might be mistaken on that, by the way. 
on the Jewish thing? I think I was looking, I might have been looking at the wrong, wrong one. The wrong building. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'll drive by again to okay. check it out. But uh yeah, Golden Corral, if you guys are listening, whatever you're doing, keep it up. I mean, it's not working because I'm not going to the restaurant like you I should. Want to. Uh, would you go there, Deb? Sure. I've yeah. been there before. They have a salad bar. Why do you think I only <laughs> eat salad? I don't know. Because you, all the free food we get at the rail station, you refuse to By eat. By the time so. I come back downstairs, there's really not much left. I mean, that traffic team devours the food. Yeah. Yes, there, are, there are a lot of jackals around here. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, I mean, I was telling one of the guys from KISS 104, there was a key lime pie in the in the newsroom and he's like this is my third slice today man like he just keeps, he just keeps pecking at it um and i'm like well that's that's one of the few fringe benefits left in radio is free food uh, yeah that's true you don't get paid a lot but you're never hungry speaking of speaking about pecking around this is a funny story from back in the day um uh judd higginbotham uh, on atlanta's morning news always had a thing um and i forgot how it started but he goes yeah airlines pecking around the donuts <laughs> like are there any donuts left he goes you better hurry airlines pecking around the donuts Anyway, um, all right, enough about uh, Golden Corral ribs. Uh, We'll come right back. This is The Mark Aram Show. All right, welcome back. The Mark Aram Show. Uh, Loti and uh, Deb Green. Longoria being quiet on the other side of the takeout. He's actually doing work while we're messing around. Four-day school week. Have you heard about this story, Deborah? I have, yes. Well, you found it for me, so I would imagine. (laughs) (laughs) You should Um, ask me those questions. Yeah, so there's Adams County, Colorado, switched to a four-day school week at the start of the year to recruit and retain better teachers. It's a good idea. I guess, but but you better teach well in those four days. Are they longer hours? Yeah. Like, okay, like a 410 Yeah, because you still have to go so many hours per school year. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, I think. I do, too. Yeah. I do work for a work day as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always been a proponent of, I would rather work three 16-hour days. I mean, it doesn't work in this video. Sure. You know, right. I can't do that here. Yeah. But uh, wouldn't that be better to work three days, like work your tail off for three days? The best job I ever had was my last construction job before I went back to school for radio stuff. Um, we worked four tens. Yeah. In the wintertime, we worked... Um, we actually worked five days a week, but it was we worked nine hours for four days, and then we came in for like a really short four hour day. Yeah. But the four tens, mm-hmm. having it was like having, it was great. It was like a little vacation every weekend because yeah. three day weekends, it was yep. amazing how much. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Every Monday, like you were ready to go. Yeah, but, something but imagine different a four day weekend. Yeah, like that would that would be my if I could pick my uh, schedule, it would be like I work three. Is it sixteen hour days? Would that do the math? Pretty, 30, 30, pretty close. Uh, yeah. 14-hour days. 12-hour days. Anyway. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> like, we are 13-hour like days. It'd Somebody's three, in their car just days. yelling at us. Yeah. I got into radio because there's no math involved in it. three days working 13 hours and 12 minutes. That would, <laughs> okay. There you go. There you go. Right, whatever. Like, that would be ideal to me. Just, yeah. just bust your hump for three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then boom. Mm-hmm. Like, think of the freedom you could have there. I would. That oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I loved having those that, that extra day. And yeah. I guess, well, you know what's so funny? Like, teachers get the summer off. Yeah. And they're like, we need to recruit. The teachers <laughs> can't work five days a week and have summers off. So <laughs> We need more time yeah, off. Yeah, but I would like to see that more in, in the workplace. Not only that, uh, but, like, flex time. And I'm, I'm approaching this as a traffic guy. Like if, if people, if companies offered flex hours better instead of nine to five, mm-hmm. like, that's why we have these – crazy bottlenecks because everyone mm-hmm. has to be at work at the same time yep. if you flex the hours like 
6 to 3 or 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Like, if you flex the hours that way, traffic would be a lot better. That's how my wife worked out. Yeah. It's just, and mostly because of Ella and trying to pick her up. Yeah. She's like, look, I have to start coming in earlier so Ella I can leave is, early. Ella uh, is Chuck's hot nanny, by the way. Yes. If, if, yes. No, I'm kidding. My wife picks up my hot <laughs> Ella nanny. Ella is Chuck's daughter's <laughs> name. Uh, um, but, yeah, that she she had to flex her hours and yeah. they let her, so she goes in early so she can leave early. Yeah. But to pick up our daughter, I think it would be a lot easier. Also, tele, telecommuting is is a huge. That I would I want. This is ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I offered to uh, to to Channel Two. I was like, listen, I will pay for a studio in my house. We'll take a spare bedroom. Oh yeah. I will pay yeah. for it. You build it out however you want. You bill me. So I can just get out of bed and go do traffic in my spare bedroom. I wouldn't have it. Well, they were like, we, we there's, well, this is ten years ago. Maybe I'll broach the subject. Oh again. yeah, you could do it now. They were like yeah. technologically, like there's too much could go wrong. Erickson's got it in his house. He they did it in his house with CNN. It didn't he, take anything but a yeah, camera but I don't and internet look like connection. Like Erickson on CNN. No, no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, few do. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. it was a camera and the right internet hookup, yeah. and yeah. that was it. Like. I mean, I used to record for out-of-market stations, and yeah. I would just do it at home. I would just have to yeah. send them MP3s every day, and that was it. It was fantastic, just well, sitting in my room. Like, uh, Herman had a studio at home. Mm-hmm. Erickson's got a studio at home. Uh, Bortz had a studio in Naples. Yeah. He's uh, got one on his bus. Yeah, one on his bus. Yeah. Uh, they you, you, they offered me a radio studio at home. <sighs> but I, I I don't think, it, no offense to people that do their shows, from from remote and their their crew's not with them. Yeah, I just don't think it sounds as good. Oh, no, no, there's it, a missing. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially I like being we, here. I like yeah. being able to see you guys and then go in the newsroom and and I, and I don't live that far. You know, if I lived in Stockbridge like Herman or Macon, yeah, you'd be yeah. so hungry, you'd miss out on all the food. That is true. That is true. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I gotta go eat. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. It's the Mark Aram Show. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile.